Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Fire, fire, fire. Okay. Stick or festival. Oh, I was like little fires everywhere. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I haven't either. Did you actually watch Too Hot to Handle? No. Okay, because apparently there's some girl that I look like or who lo- let's say she looks like me. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't really see it, but it was like I could see it enough that like I knew when someone said I look like one of the girls on there, I looked at all the girls on there and I could figure out which one it would be. But like, okay. are you don't? getting it from a lot of people or like one person? Probably like four. That's a good deal of people. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you where i couldn't open my dms for a fucking like two weeks hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me at home edition 
Yeah. We're Jimmy Fallon now. We're calling it at home edition. That's what all of them say. That's what all of them are saying. When in reality, ours is like, okay, so as opposed to sitting on a couch together, we're sitting (laughs) separately. Separately. Yeah. Separate together. If you're watching the YouTube version, this is the debut of my natural hair. And (laughs) Melissa's one of my number one. You're one of my number one pioneers of this. So like I knew that if all else failed, I would... You would be happy with it. Jocelyn would be happy with it. And my dad would be happy. (laughs) I was very sad when you gave Jocelyn a shout out in your Instagram post and not me. Well, only because I followed her like video and that in my vlog, I said that. But you can have a shout out too. I I don't want your pity shout out. Okay, fine. Then you won't get one. Uh, If you guys are new here, it's an advice podcast. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, the phone number is... 310. I almost said my actual fucking phone number. Like I almost Yeesh. just did that. Uh 3106940976. And if you're an international listener and you want to call in for advice, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. What else is there? Any any uh how uh, there's no housekeeping news because we're stuck inside our separate houses. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I love you both so much. Oh, and hi, possible guest. I'm 20, I live in Canada, and I have a dilemma. So I've been with my boyfriend for four years, and I love him a lot. He really struggled to find a good group of friends and people to hang out with in the beginning of university, but he has a good group of friends now, and they've been hanging out for about two years, and they all met at work. I'm so happy that he's made real friendships, but my issue is with one girl in the group. I tend to have, like, I tend to be a little jealous Um, But I always bring myself back to, like, reality in the end. Um, Although this one girl just bothers the hell out of me. It's partially because she's very flirty. She's pretty desperate to find a guy or, like, guys to sleep with. And she makes that really clear and discusses it openly. When she drinks, I've noticed her giving my boyfriend looks and flirting and laughing when he literally doesn't even make a joke. (laughs) And he is, of course, just oblivious. So I've brought it up to him multiple times after the fact, and he has always been confident in our relationship and their friendship. He has made it very clear that he is faithful to me, and I believe him when he says that. Uh, But I don't go to all of the parties with him, and I just really have bad feelings surrounding her. She talks about guys blocking her and then laughs like she did something wrong, and a lot of people have had really bad friendships with her in the past. Overall, I just try to get along with her at parties and hang out with the people I actually like, but she still bothers me so much. Do you have any advice on how I can fix this issue more in the long term? I really love that my boyfriend has a good group of friends and I would never want him to stop seeing or hanging out with them, but he can't just kick her out and avoid her specifically because then it'll be awkward and probably cause drama. Or do you have advice on how to deal with someone in your life that you dislike for the benefit of someone you love? Uh, Either way, thanks so much. I love you guys. Oh, my God. I I understand. I understand Um, her. Yeah, I understand her. Do you want me to go first? Because no matter what you say after me, I'm going to sound like a cunt. I know that I'm going to sound like a cunt too. So, well, I think we're going to sound like different cunts. 
Okay. So my cunt approach, (laughs) I would just take this girl for what she is. Your gut instinct is right. You don't trust her. And like, yes, it's great that you trust your boyfriend and that's fantastic. And we're all about women supporting women here, but like also some women fucking suck. Some men fucking suck. Some women fucking suck. Some non-binary people fucking suck. Like it's just a fact of life. And so you can hate this bitch. Like you're in totally entitled to dislike her. And I would go with your gut instinct that like you think that she's like a shysty bitch and you don't like how she flirts with your boyfriend. And then my response would be like, what, okay, what I would do in the situation is I would kind of just be a salty bitch to her. Like I would still be friendly and nice to her, but I have this specific, um, I have this like specific kind of like mean that I will do that is very quiet and very sneaky. And it's not even necessarily mean. It's just kind of a power nod sort of thing. Like I know I have power here and I'm just going to like subtly exert it to you. So just so you know that I'm on to you. Cause that's the thing that I hate is like when someone's being so blatantly like disrespectful and that that is disrespectful of your relationship. I, I'm not the kind of person who's going to be like, oh, okay, like I'll let it slide. Like I will technically let it slide, but like I'm going to hold on to eye contact with you and say something that so you know, I know what's going on. And I'm choosing to be like, oh, I'm not threatened by you. Like I'm great in my relationship. I don't need to worry about you, but I check and I see what you're doing and I see what you're trying to do. Like you're not pulling one over me. Cause also that's my biggest pet peeve is when people think that they're like being slick for me. And I'm like, oh no, I see it. So I would just. If she says something or flirts with your boyfriend, like I would just like grab his ass and like make eye contact with her and just like I would just assert my dominance in that sort of way. But I think that there's also something to be said if you want to do the opposite and like become her friend and like be like really like, hey, like and figure that kind of stuff out. Fake though. Well, I mean, both like her. I know, but that's what I think. So I'm either like, I think you either, I, those are the two options I see where you like, you essentially like commit to not liking her and like you can be civil and then not necessarily create drama. And also if she's a, like a super dramatic person, if you're able to like subtly assert your dominance, she might make drama and then she will see herself out. Do it like, but I think that like, what are the see, other two options or what are well, the other? For me, if I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's going to be out here flirting with anybody's boyfriend. No. Um, but for me, if I saw, if I was in this girl's situation, if I was writing a character like this, yeah, that I saw that I like was flirty and was trying to bang everybody's man, and then I saw this girl being overly confident or oh, uh, you trying to <gasps> assert dominance, I would be like, oh, she's insecure. And then I would feed off of that. Yeah. No, that's true. Or then yeah. it would be like the ultimate win. Like, I'm going to get yeah. your man. Like, I, I'm under, I'm already under her skin. Ugh. There's not, I can already manipulate this situation if I want it to. I can take your but, man like, if I want to. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that means that because it shows that you're like, you're, uh, you're threatened by me, you know? Yeah. It, it just also depends on how you do it. Yeah, um, but in this situation, the only thing that you can control is yourself and how you react. Um, and I, is she like flirting with everybody? Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like, if they, if you're in this group of friends, is she flirting with everybody's 
people or is it is she just centering in on your boyfriend yeah because that does make a difference and i will say a weird thing is if you've addressed it with your boyfriend and he said like oh it's no big deal i've done this with Mm -hmm. mots before you know we've we've had a discussion about the exact situation where i was Mm -hmm. like yo homegirl's fucking into you and he was like what and i was like oh a hundred percent like and i saw it too yeah literally i I had like i had told melissa about (laughs) this person before and then melissa met and melissa's like i was like yeah that's 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 who this is and it made him feel super fucking weird felt really uncomfortable and like he's fully backed away not like fully backed away from that friendship but in the way that he was like oh no i don't want to I don't have any feelings there. I don't kind of see that there at all. I've never noticed that she flirted with me, but like that makes me uncomfortable to know that now. So I think your boyfriend just being like, oh, that's just like how she is. If he's not shutting it down or like really reassuring in the situation, I think that's more of a red flag. That's yeah. That was what I was going to Yeah. So she can't control herself, but like her boyfriend control him can control himself. And if he's, if he, if now that you have pointed it out and he's not noticing it or like even like letting you know that he notices now, I think that's a problem. That's true. I think my, my, uh, my original advice would only be in the sense that like he's not entertaining it and she's just kind of really continuing to go for it. But the problem is though, she, the caller is worried about when she's not around and then when she's not around, then her boyfriend not noticing it. And then this girl is coming onto her that creates a problem. Yeah. I mean, not to be dark, but I would trust your gut instinct. And I do think it's not a really great sign. I think it's great that you're assured in your relationship, but as much as as oblivious as guys can be like, oh, like he didn't, he totally had no idea that she was flirting. If the behavior between them hasn't changed since you've brought that up, he knows Mm -hmm. that she's now she, now he has a confirmation from you that, oh, she, this girl's flirting with me. My girlfriend doesn't like it and I'm not changing it. And I'm just continuing this relationship. Like, and then you've got that nasty gut feeling. Yeah. That's that, Mm -hmm. that's when you get up in a bad situation. As much as he can reassure you and your relationship that's just words and also she's not there in that moment so it's only until those moments it's how you conduct yourself when people aren't watching Mm -hmm. and i think yeah i also just think in general when you find out someone's like flirting with you or if it's making someone uncomfortable even if like she doesn't have like hardcore feelings for you all of my like i say this all of like my good friends like i have friends who like can be assholes but like my friends who are like really really like quality not, not all of my friends are quality, but like, what's the, what's the, like my more, my friends who can kind of be more like weenie in that sort of way. Like they wouldn't even, if they found out someone was flirting with them, like they would be like, oh no, I feel so bad. I don't want them to like invest in me. Like I really want to remove myself from the situation. Like it's just weird. Like the whole mm-hmm. thing is just weird. And I don't like this whole excuse of like flirty friends because I, I've, I've definitely been considered I would consider myself a flirty friend, but like never ever would I ever do that when someone was in a relationship or like make that or when I was in a relationship. Like, I think you're only ever flirty friends when you want to fuck. Like, I've never Mm -hmm. been a flirty friend with a dude that like I didn't want to fuck. Yeah, that you could see like one day I could fuck this Oh my god, if we got drunk and we like, like I could totally see us hooking up. Like, being a flirty friend is planting the seeds. It's like, what happens, happens. Like, you don't do Mm -hmm. that with people that you just see platonically. Yeah. 
like sisters. Yeah. <laughs> From, that's a throwback. Sister. Yeah. I would trust your gut on this one. And uh, if there's any, you, it sounds like she's burned a lot of bridges. If there are any other like girlfriends in that group of like, who who have like yeah girlfriends of like the other guys in that group or girls who are in that group i would get close to them and kind of talk to them and be friends with them and have other people kind of looking out for you so it wouldn't be if something were to happen those people might be able to reach out to you or you could have someone who could if you don't necessarily trust the situation or the girl or also they might be able to be like oh she does this with everybody yeah that's the unsaid part but i think Mm -hmm. it's always good to have to have more people that you have relationships with in those kinds of groups, because obviously you want your partner to conduct themselves how they will. And not that they like will change how they behave because you're friends with their friends, but more along the lines, you have more people looking out for you if something else happens, but trust your gut and don't no offense to your boyfriend. Don't trust his words, trust his actions. Right. And 100%. Yeah. Pay attention. You're not being sensitive. You're not being crazy. And if he tells you like, oh, she's just like a flirty person, then it's like that translates to, oh, I just like that she flirts with me. Mm -hmm. I like the attention. (laughs) Yeah. And I like attention, too, but like not at the expense of my partner's feelings. Uh, Should we go on to the next one? Hi, Megan and guests. So my boyfriend and I have been together for four years and his brother and his girlfriend have been together for two. So basically, I've hated his brother's girlfriend the minute I met her. She has an attitude and tries too hard to get people to like her, which makes her conversation seem fake. She also has major trust issues with her boyfriend. She gets jealous and upset every time we bring up someone attractive, like a model, around her boyfriend. And she's one of those girlfriends who won't ever let him go out with his friends unless she's there with him because she thinks that girls will go after him. The brother is six years older than all of us, and she's the same age as me and my boyfriend. She always treats me and my boyfriend as if we're kids just because she's dating an older guy when we're both 22. There's also a bunch of other reasons why I don't like her, but to save time, she moved into their house with their parents about six months in and has been living off of the boyfriend. She never visits her family, even though she claims to have this super close relationship with them. She has a stable job, but I feel like she's just living with her brother to use him for his money. She never spends a lot on him. Last Christmas, he got her the new iPhone. She literally got him nothing. My boyfriend, his friends, and his brother friends don't like her either, along with some of their family members. I think that the brother knows my boyfriend doesn't like him, but he doesn't seem to care. My boyfriend's parents also have told us that they don't like her living there, but they don't want to hurt his brother's feelings, so they do nothing about it, even though they're literally the head of the household. I guess I'm just needing advice on how to deal with it, and if I should talk to her about it because no one else has stood up to her or told her that the way she's acting is not okay. Um, Everyone seems to love her to her face, but talk bad about her behind her back, which only makes her think that what she's doing is okay. I just think the whole relationship is toxic and the brother doesn't even realize it. And my brother is, and my boyfriend isn't close enough with the brother to where he could tell him he's concerned. So it's just gotten to the point where I feel like it's just better to leave the relationship sometimes because I don't like the feeling of hating someone, especially my boyfriend's brother's girlfriend. And I just can't stand her being in my life. I don't want to keep this negativity in my head and I feel like it's been like this for over two years now. So I could definitely use the help. Um, anyways, I appreciate all the help that I could get. Bye. This isn't your place. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not your problem at all. No. I think it makes a like, I I totally understand why this would be incredibly frustrating, but I also do think that like, it might be incredibly frustrating 
the fact that you're willing to leave your like your relationship over this makes me think that there are other things and this is exasperating mm-hmm. it. Like this is like and, there's and other. It's, ex- it's exasperating it and it's giving you an excuse. Yeah. And it's it's making it whatever issues you have, either like things are happening faster or you're just getting like fed up. And like mm-hmm. it's the day to day annoyance at this point. It's like not your circus, not your monkeys. And also if everybody else in the family who it's also not their place either to say anything about his relationship. Like that's his, his relationship is his prerogative, but like the shit about living with the parents, if they're not saying anything, they don't, they don't want you to say anything. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like they're all preserving their relationship. Like if you, if you say this, the reason why no one else is bringing this up is because they're preserving the relationship with their son, brother, whom they love. And your willingness to be like, no, I'm going to say something or I'm going to talk to her. I think that kind of just shows it's not that your place. Yeah, you're 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 you've got one foot out the door in the relationship already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I get someone who's annoying, but like, I don't. I, yeah, I think this is your excuse to break up with your boyfriend. And I get that she's yeah, again, I get that she's annoying and. If she's annoying and condescending, you can talk to her about things that directly relate to you. Exactly. Like her talking down to you, like you're not the same age. Then you can say, hey, like, girl, we're the same age. Um, Why are you talking to me like I'm a child? Mm -hmm. I'm not living with my boyfriend's parents. Yeah. Uh, So, like, you can talk about things that directly affect you but like the living situation if they haven't said anything to her that's not on you to say anything. yeah and also you How? have to know if you're gonna say something you have to deal with the rep like the repercussions of what that's mm-hmm. gonna do with your relationship with your boyfriend your boyfriend's brother and the whole family because yeah. like yeah it, it's just i think it's it's dumb in general that everybody's talking bad about behind her back like i think that's fucked up i think like if you don't like someone, I think if anything, if the parents don't like her, they should talk about it with them. I don't think they should bring your boyfriend into it. And I certainly don't think they should bring you into it. And yeah. I don't think I just think that's mean. And like, I get if you don't like someone and you don't like someone's partner. But at the end of the day, like she sounds like a super insecure person. And it sounds like, yeah, she might kind of suck. But talking bad about her all that does is it get you riled up and like i hate this i fucking hate when people do like talk mad shit about someone and and this is where i relate to you in this is that for her i'm sure you're feeling frustrated because everyone's talking all this mad shit and then everyone's being nice to her to her face i hate that i would so much Mm -hmm. rather be confrontational and just have a conversation and be like hey let's figure this kind of shit out but at the same time the reason why i get so frustrated with that is because it's the talking shit if we weren't talking shit I would just let that person be annoying and deal and be fine with it. But it's like you're getting me riled up and then we're not doing anything. So I think that like even excuse yourself from talking shit about her because the like the more brain power and space she takes up in your life that you're just talking about her and all of that shit. Yeah, you're going to like get more frustrated and more upset with her. And if you want to talk to her about like the issues you have with her personally, like you said, go for it. But like, do that as you're breaking up with your boyfriend too, because I don't think it's going to be good. And like, yeah, I, I just, I would just, if you, if this is, 
I think you just want to end your relationship. So just end your relationship. Also, you don't know if they're talking shit about your back. If they're being nice to her face and they're being nice to your face, they might be talking shit about you too. So Mm -hmm. if this is your, like, there, I really, 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 really think that there's other things going on. Yeah. And if you want to use this as your excuse to go for it, use it. But like, don't just stay in a relationship and blame the problems that you're having in your relationship on this other girl yeah i i fully agree with that and i think it's fair that this could have brought to light like a family dynamic that you don't like and that you don't Mm -hmm. relate to and that can also be okay that you're like oh i don't like the fact that there's someone in this circle who like everyone clearly hates and we're just going along with it like i don't want to stay in this family essentially like I don't want to be a part of that and I think it's valid but yeah I just I yeah I I think the best thing that you can do is just peacefully peace out and walk away but if you need to use this as an excuse go for it but just don't like don't like throw a fucking bomb as you leave. Like, don't mm-hmm. be like, everyone hates you. Everyone's been talking bad about you. Not accusing you of doing that at all. But like, I know for me, if I had been keeping all of that in for so long, like I would want to go off. But if you do, and if that happened to me and if you're going to drop a bomb, I'm going to drop a nuke and be like, yeah. well, they've been talking shit exactly. about you your back too. And we're actually glad that you're gone. Thank yeah. You. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Oh, that's traumatic as hell. Yeah. Well, best of luck. Let us know what happens. I would like to know what you uh, what you end up doing. So I have a very spicy story for you. Um, so a couple weeks ago, before all this quarantine shit started, I had a sleepover with two of my two of my three best friends, and these two people happened to be two gay boys. And one of them, who we'll call I don't know Jackson, has had a crush on the other one, who we'll call um, Nick. So Jackson has a crush on Nick, but it was, you know, unrequited love. So nothing ever happened. And we're all just best friends. And we have sleepovers all the time. But this one time, it was just the three of us. And so I kind of felt like I was sort of doing the whole time because they're such similar people. And so they were just having, you know, a great time together. And I was just kind of there. But it was fine because I love them. And then we got drunk and then it was all fine. And then <laughs> we eventually um, all slept together in the same bed as you do when you're at a sleepover with your best friends. And I slept like a rock. A bitch was drunk like it was fine. <laughs> and nothing, I didn't know that anything had happened. And then a couple, like maybe like a couple weeks later, Jackson was at another friend's house and got super, super drunk. And he FaceTimed me in the middle of the night. And he was like, I have a confession to make. And he's like, you're going to hate me because you told me that nothing could ever happen to us because you're totally fucking up, which I still think is true. And then he said that they did oral together in that bed while I was sleeping and then just didn't talk about it. And I don't know. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm not mad. Like, that doesn't change anything. It doesn't have to be weird if we don't make it weird. But I can't shake the feeling of feeling just so, like, I don't know, violated <laughs> just when I was there. And that they did that. I just kind of feel like it's kind of an, an insult to our friendship, to, just, to our friend group, like all of us, that they just, I don't know. <laughs> We're high schoolers, so we very horny, and it's just weird to me. I don't know. I just do. I have the right to feel violated. You know, I haven't talked to the other person, and I honestly 
I don't even know if this is necessarily true because Jackson is not a stranger to lying about sexual experiences. That's a whole different story. So I don't know. I guess I just kind of want your thoughts on this. I'm having a horrible time. Love you. Bye. Remember Did she say school? she's in high school? Okay. Yes. That makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. I was you waiting for that. I would, you know what I would do if this happened to me? What? I would be pissed if they didn't wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm into it, I'm down. Um, I think, like, I think you have every right to feel weirded out. Like, it's weird as hell. Like, I think it's great you didn't wake up. Sydney and I, the only time, no, we've been in two, maybe three. No, this wasn't even a real fight. But one time when we were in high school, I was like, my, we were, I, we were at her house and this guy that I was dating who went to a different school, like he came over to her house to like hang out and she quote unquote fell asleep on the couch. And like, we were like hot and heavy making out or whatever. And then he finally like leaves and she just rolls over and opens her eyes. And she goes, I was not asleep. And I was like, Oh my God. And she was like, you owe me big time. And that happened in sophomore year. And she held on to that thing that like, I was going to have to repay her. Like it was just, she held on to, I think until our sophomore year, like college that like, I forget what she like pulled it out for that. She's like, you owe me. But it wasn't like a fight kind of thing. Like, and like, it is weird. Like it's definitely uncomfortable. And I think like, I don't know. You guys are underage, so I don't know if there was, like, any other, like, things happening that, like, could have led to, like, you know, lack of, like, 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 let, lack of inhibitions or inhibitions? Like, that they're, they, they were just more loosey-goosey, not thinking through, like, maybe. she said that they were drunk. Oh, she did. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Yeah, she was passed. That's why she was passed out is because she was drunk. Oh, oh my God. I've been this. We've all been this, but I've like been in the, not necessarily the same bed, but I've been on a bunk bed while a friend I know, that's got I fucked. Was, I started doing this. That's, rocking that's back and forth. That's I thought you were going to go with. No, but I mean, um, that was also too. I think it's, it's weird. I would, the whole thing of like, oh, it's like ruining our friend group. I wouldn't say that. Like I would just like abandon that kind of thing like it's not disrespectful to your friend group to hook up with someone in your friend group i think it's disrespectful to your friend group to treat a friend like shit but i don't think like getting drunk and making out or getting drunk and like hooking up is disrespectful to other people yeah but but i do think it's disrespectful that they did it while she was oh 100 percent. but when she said like the friend group like it's messing with the friend group no you have every right to feel like ew that's not cool like i was passed out and I'm sure they'll be like, we were drunk. We're so sorry, which uh, valid. But like you can your feelings are also that like it's yeah, all valid go to a different room or oh, get on the yeah. floor or something. Go to the bathroom like or also you don't do that while somebody's in the same bed with you. And here's the other thing. Non-consensual. You did it. Don't fucking tell me like, yeah, I didn't wake up. Like, don't bring it up. Like, don't even he just say it. Again. But also there's the part that he lies about sexual experiences all the time too, which Yeah. I think You it, think it, it could, could be very much well be a lie. It could be. I think it's a hard lie. But if he got drunk and then called her and was like, ha ha ha, guess what? Yeah. Last weekend That's while you were true. Out, me and whatever she said his fake name she was. Said Nick and Jackson. Yeah. 
I mean, I would just whoever I think you said whatever, whichever the one of those guys who told you about it, keep it between you two. Don't bring anybody yeah. else into it. You guys are also really young. We don't like I don't know their if they're both out, if they're both like in family situations where they can be out or they're comfortable with that. Um so I would just keep it whoever would whichever one of the boys, Jackson, I think you said talk to you about it. That's the only person I would bring it up to and like continue talking about. And I would just play it off like nothing happened. Like, and it was just like, oh, would, whatever. I oh, no, no. In the friend group. In the friend group. In not friend to him. Group, yes. But to him, I'd be like, that was not cool at all that you did that while I was in the bed with you asleep. Yeah. I would have a serious conversation and be like, hey, I love you. I love our friendship. And I really wish that that didn't go down how it was. And then also, I really wish I maybe you felt uncomfortable telling me, but I really also wish if you were going to tell me, you would have told me sober. It does kind of feel like I was blindsided and I know that you've always had and like a crush on him and all of that. And that's fine. And I'm here for it. But like, I don't want to physically be here for it. And so mm -hmm. like. I, I think you just need to like lay that line carefully because sometimes it can be like, oh my God, aren't you happy for me though? Like, you know how much I've been liking this person. You're like, yeah, but like it didn't have to go down the way it went down, but I would yeah. keep it between you and him and have a serious conversation with him about it. I wouldn't bring it up to the other guy and I wouldn't bring it up to any of your other friends. I would just, cause it, I don't even think it's like a, I think this is a friendship issue. Like between mm -hmm. you and him. This was like a, hey. is a trust. Yeah. You made me feel icky. This wasn't fun. And it doesn't really matter what happened or what he did or who it was with or someone else that was in your friend group. It's just that like your friend did something kind of shitty. And at the same time, I know you're friends with both of them, but only one of them talked to you about it. And that's also, yeah. I think, the shittier aspect of it. You did something shitty. You got away with it. And like, yes, I'm all about trust, but you didn't need to know this and unless like the whole friend group knew and it was gonna come out then okay but i just think that it was a kind of a yeah like a shitty way for him to tell you about it too and maybe the other guy feels like awkward or embarrassed or doesn't want to let you know or feels really bad about it so yeah weird mood though it is weird mood yeah. <laughs> i'm just picturing that in my life now i'd be like the fuck bitch I'm a light sleeper, though. Is it time for a breakdown? Yes. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We are back from our break, guys, and we're getting to the rest of the calls. I wasn't able to meet with my therapist today because she was sick, so I'm kind of going crazy. Um, but I've been with my boyfriend for about seven years, and I think it's kind of just time that we break it off or take a break or something. I'm 23 years old. Um, we started dating when I was 16. He's almost 25. Um, and the reason I kind of want to break up is just we're not, like, in the same place in our lives, I guess. Um, I'm doing really well. I, like, have an amazing job. I have amazing friends. Like, I feel really happy with where I am. And he's kind of just stuck in this, like, high school mentality. Um and he just has not progressed any aspect of his life. Um, 
you know, and it's like I'm ready to get married, and he is not even close, even though we've been together for so long, and, like, we've wanted, like, he says that he wants to marry me, but he's not taking any steps to getting there. Like, he still works at the same job that he's had for uh, the past, like, five years that pays him so, 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 so shitty, and he doesn't do anything to kind of make his situation better. Um, and I'm kind of just tired of it, and I don't, I'm just kind of at my wit's end, and I guess I just, uh, I guess, and we live together, too, um, and we have, like, this whole life together, and so I guess if I do decide to break things off with him, um, I guess what I'm asking is, like, how do I do this? Like, this is my first time, like, breaking up with someone as an adult, and, um, and I don't know if we just want to take a break and I, how would that work? Like, I just don't understand like what I should do in the slightest sense. Um, I, should I kick him out? Like, I don't want him to be homeless. Like, I, do I move out? Like, but that's all, like literally our entire house is my stuff. Like I have bought every single thing in our house. Um, I just don't, I, I, and, like, if we take a break, does he still pay rent? Like, I don't, like, I, what do I do here? Like, I am so confused. I'm so concerned for him, for me. Like, I don't know. I think you guys should break up. <laughs> I don't I think do. that there's any reason for you guys to have a break. I think we talk about breaks here a lot when it's, I don't want to say ultimatum-y, but if it's something like, we're in two different locations like a break needs to have an end point like it needs mm-hmm. to have like this is when we're gonna get this shit done that we can't, i can't be in a relationship with you if these things aren't being met and so let's take a break and you can do that but i also think to be fair i think a break if someone's suggesting a break, I think it usually should come from the person who like has shit to go like work on. But I think if you're like, Hey, like take a break. And in this like three months, I need you to like get a better job and like get some motivation and some ambition. I just don't think that that's how it works out because also you're asking him to do something. I think a break, if someone's going to bring up a break, it's the person who's has shit to do. And that's like, here, exactly. let's just take a break. I can prove it to you. Not like, I, let's go on I a break, can, prove I'm it to me. I'm working on myself. Yeah I, yeah, I need to take a break because I need a break from you and break from a lot of things in my life so that I can improve who I am and find who I am. And he's not taking that initiative. He's not no. going to do that if you guys take a break. <laughs> because then no. he'll feel like if if... He wants to stay in this relationship. He'll feel like that you're pressuring him. Yeah. And he'll resent you in the end. Yeah. You don't You don't want to change someone. They should want to change themselves. And I think it's really hard when it comes to like ambition and motivation because that's something that like is a pretty much a universal trait that everybody deems as a positive thing and that everybody mm-hmm. kind of wants. And it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that some people aren't like that and that that's okay and that that's they don't have any desire to change that and to not be like and like and I think that's yeah the hardest part is it it's why wouldn't you want to be motivated why wouldn't one you why wouldn't you want to have all this ambition and these big dreams as somebody who has them I totally get that I think it's something that I mean we talk about all the time that that's like the number one I mean 
that, but actually we my, literally talked about this like three days like, ago. Yeah. Maybe two. <laughs> that that's yeah. like the big deal breaker. Mine it is, wasn't anything with Megan. It no. was on my end. Yeah, Mots has <laughs> no just, ambition. I just wanted to be yeah, I just wanted to be clear that nobody no. shits on Mots. It wasn't her. It was No, me. he's a Capricorn. He has too much ambition. He's like, I want to be a uh, billionaire. This person is too. Oh. <laughs> good God. <laughs> Shut up. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. Um yep. so I I think like if you've had conversations about this, and I would assume if you've been together for seven years, you have had conversations about this, I would just, I would be done and break up because I think it's, you're just growing up to be different people and like mm-hmm. you have different priorities and that's fine. But like he will make someone else totally happy who is fine with his ambition or lack of like where his ambitions are. And also we have to understand that like, People have different ha, have ambitions in different aspects of their life. Some people are really career driven. Other people's are other people are really family driven or really friend driven or things like that. So I just don't think you guys are matching up. But I don't think like a break is the solution or answer no. because also he's if he hasn't shown that he is compatible with you ambition wise in seven years, he's definitely not going to show it in like two months. Yeah, you guys have been together since you were teenagers. And yeah, people grow up, and they mm-hmm. and they can grow apart. Some people grow closer, some people grow apart. But you, I feel like you're both very comfortable in your relationship. Um, as far as like, you think that because you've been together for so long that you can work through the issue, and it might not be that you guys haven't been with anybody else yeah. as an adult. Time doesn't um, fix everything. No, time doesn't fix everything. And, you know, he's he might be just, like, comfortable where he is at his job where mm-hmm. he can show up every day and he knows exactly what he's going to get. He doesn't have to worry about anything. There's not any changes. And he can come home to you and be fine. But that's not what you want. And I don't think that you, just because you love him and that you're with him, I don't think that you should feel like that you need to settle. Yeah. And also... I think you need to address that, like, like you said, he might like that aspect. And Mm -hmm. so as much as you love him and you want to see him be the best version of himself, your best version of himself and his best version of himself might be totally different. And you don't want to pressure someone to change just so they can keep you because then that kind of feels like you're being watched. I do think that you're really ready to break up too, just based on how you're talking about this. Like you're not talking about it. You're talking about the logistics of the actual breakup, not, Oh my gosh, like how am I going to sleep in a bed by myself? Like you're, you're not talking about these like emotional ones. It's really more logistics. Yeah. You're like, I want all my shit. I want to take it with me. Do I kick him out? I mean, he's the thing is he's an adult. Yeah. He, if if you guys break up he's gonna need to figure out how he's gonna live by himself he doesn't necessarily have to be homeless but he need he should be able to figure that out on his own as an adult person yeah it's not your responsibility i think whoever keeps the house and whoever moves out who can pay rent who can pay all the rent if Mm -hmm. like you can pay all the rent and it's all of your stuff i think to be fair i doubt he's gonna ask to like say I want it if it's all your furniture if it's all stuff that you've bought and all of this stuff like he knows that you're gonna clear it out so it it just doesn't make any sense yeah um I would say though I would 
give him time to move out, like give him time to find obviously now, but like give him time to find a living situation to like find a roommate or move back in with his parents or anything like that. I don't think it can be like, I need you out by this amount of time. Yeah. But I think that if, if he like lingers for like months, then it's time to revisit that conversation. But I wouldn't be like, Hey, I need you out now, especially because like you don't, you're not mad at him. Like you guys are just like, you still have feelings for him. You still really care about him. So I would say that like, yeah, but also be (laughs) cautious with that too. And don't fall back into um, other behaviors. If yeah. you're like giving him time to move out, don't fall back into relationship coupley type behaviors. Yeah, I if if you guys do that and you break up and he is planning moving out, the first thing I would do if I were you is like take a obviously, hopefully this is I'm assuming this is not happening while we're quarantined. I don't know. If it's not, let's say this happens afterwards, my advice would be like go take a trip with your friends. Like go take mm-hmm. a week long, like just get out of there and kind of have that space and separation so you're not going from one day we're sleeping in the same bed, we're together, we say I love you, all of that stuff to then suddenly be like, "Oh, I'm going to sleep on the couch or you're going to sleep in the guest room or something like that." I think if yeah. you can have that little like break and divide to change up the pace so then you kind of create a new normal. I would go for that. Or even if it's like you just like visiting your parents for a week or something like that, or whoever is in your life that you can kind of have that little like space and separation from it's like going about the actual breakup. To be fair, I've never, I don't think I've ever had like an adult breakup. And by adult, I mean like emotional maturity and age wise, like <laughs> I've like dated and like broken up when I was in my twenties. But I mean, lots I started dating when I was 23. No, 24, 22, 22. We started dating when I was 22. 22. Yeah, we started dating when I was 22. And I dated someone for like a little bit when I was 21, but we didn't date for that long. And I got on a plane and left and like broke up with him over text. But yeah, yeah, so I don't really know. (laughs) I wish I could have more help with that. I think, my yeah, I mean everybody knows that like I'm still friends with most of my yeah. exes so I don't think that my really my advice is going to be helpful to you in this situation with things that I've lived through um I think most, this- and I and I've I've never lived with a significant other yeah. too so I can't I can't give yet. that <laughs> you can't yet no I can't announcement I'm, everyone hey, Megan's mom. breaking up with mine <laughs> uh, no, no. um but what I would say is I would approach it in how you would want this to be done if it were you and not you with the mindset you're at now like put yourself in his shoes actually that's a lie don't do this if you wanted it to be you because I think if it were you you would want somebody to tell you to be more ambitious and all of that stuff because you sound like that kind of person which is fine and great I think put yourself in his shoes and how would he want this to be done like you know him so well you've known him for so long be gentle and go about this in the way that's best suited for him and best suited for him and his emotions right now. Not like a, Oh, I'm going to give you all the reasons why this is the big picture thing. Now, like preserve his feelings. If he wants to get to the nitty gritty of really like all of that shit, he can come to you in like six months a year. But I don't think, especially cause you're still living together. I think if you like unleash all of it, 
you are still living together. And I just think that's going to be so uncomfortable and not fun. And as much as you might find it productive and helpful for him so he can like think about it in an next relationship or like about his own life, I think just focus on the breakup first, not yeah. the breaking up. I really wish you were more like this, blah, blah, blah. And if even bringing talking about it with him, I wouldn't say I just say that you value like career ambition that you've you've really realized through all of this that you want someone who has a similar sort of career drive to you and not that what and not that like yours is like bad or anything like that like i i just think that we're different different. Mm -hmm. i think focus on that because i think it can be pretty hard to not and i think he'll still take it as like personal (laughs) like in the there's no way he's not going to take any of this personal exactly It's not just about him in this situation. Yeah, do your best to be about the fact that you're not compatible. It's not that he's not enough for you. It's Mm -hmm. that, and you can even say, like, I don't think that it's just working out between, like, yeah, how how we vibe together. But best of luck. I really, really would love to know what your quarantine situation is. I know like there's been so many people that have broken up during quarantine and it just seems awful. It seems absolutely terrible. I think this is the time where you can see who you can spend the rest of your life. Yeah. No, I not to get like so cheesy and everybody who's like uh, all the other people who are in long term relationships. I totally understand how now could be a time that you would get so annoyed with your significant other. But like months and I were talking about, I was like, babe, I love this. This is so much fun. Like we're, we literally like, we've been like, every time we've had therapy, we've only gone, we've only done it a couple times. Cause we've been rescheduling a bunch because our therapist keeps being like, love you guys. But I really don't think that there's like, you're just not fighting. Like there's really nothing for us to like go over right now. Like enjoy mm-hmm. this happy, like fun phase. And it is, I think it's uh it is it's a nice confirmation for me that i'm like oh cool i do like you when you're around all the time (laughs) which is nice but it's also normal not to like your partner all the time yeah but i do also think it's different because i spend so much time alone at home and he's obviously at work all day that like it's such a different dynamic for us to be around each other like during the day i like it who knows if he likes it as much as i do but (laughs) next one Hi, Megan, Melissa, Impossible Guest. So I'm calling in because I have a question, of course. So just jumping right into it, to be quite honest, like, I've only had sex with two guys. One was a boyfriend of mine, and one was a hookup, and I've been masturbating for some years. Um, But something I recently encountered and kind of, like, put two and two together is that I just have a very, very sensitive clit, and obviously that's a good thing, but direct stimulation is just too much for my body it just and I guess I kind of knew this you know my boyfriend just kind of learned it and we rolled with it but then this guy that I was hooking up with like I literally just had to be like oh hey like stop just because it was so much and it wasn't painful but it just it's uncomfortable um and it was kind of awkward and given I was also nervous so that probably didn't help me at all but I just wanted to like call in and ask like, how do I navigate this now that I know this about my body and myself? Like, how do I tell other partners this? What do I do? Please help me. I really want to have a good sex life. But I feel like this is just kind of something I need to learn to live with. So if you guys have any advice, I would really, really super appreciate it. I am curious. Like, obviously, like, clits have varying sensitivity. 
um, no one should be applying like hardcore direct pressure onto your clit, like DJ like booth, though. wiki, wiki. No, but I'm saying like right off, like if that's how it's oh. immediately starting, that's why I'm curious about, like, I don't know how much and obviously like go to your gynecologist talk about it like or even call back in and let us know but i i am curious it is such a sensitive part of your body in general i do wonder how much of it you've been master well i guess you've been masturbating so you know that that's a very sensitive part of you i'm curious the difference between you navigating when you're masturbating versus when you're hooking up with someone because if you guys are young or they're just not really great experience i think she said 10 years is what she said she's been masturbating okay so i think she, she she's i think she could be like i don't know people yeah some people i was gonna be like we like don't know four. exactly Who knows? <laughs> but i think i would just like really assess the difference for you like how you navigate that sensitivity versus with partners because in experience people might just like literally the second pants are off they're like doing a whole like Kygo DJ set on your clit. Do you know, and like that can be like if you're extra sensitive, that's like uh sort of a thing. And so that I understand that can feel very awkward, especially right off the bat if it feels like a quote unquote mood killer that immediately, but that also just doesn't feel good immediately. Like I would like I would like if you kiss me first before you like. I would again. like to be wet first. Before oh my god! You're touching my I would like to be wet first before you're like, yeah. like oh god! Like you're just it's just friction and not slick. Yeah, like, no. But the way you said that your boyfriend kind of learned that, I think is so normal. And again, I I don't want to question like you discovering that this is like a sensitivity thing. But I will just say like sex with a partner versus sex with hookups, in order to have you have to really prioritize your orgasm your and your own, pleasure your pleasure because yeah. they don't because know you. They don't know you. And it, I think in not just like for you specifically, but for anyone, yeah. you should be vocalizing what you like and what you don't like. So if he's being too aggressive, then just say, Hey, I don't like that. Or that's too much. Yeah. I'm not ready. I don't want that. I don't need, I don't want that right now. Move his hand. Like you, I think, we as women um, don't take enough ownership to our bodies and remember that it's your body and he's trying to provide you with pleasure. Yeah. So if you're not getting that pleasure, then you need to say to him, hey, this this isn't it. Let me mm-hmm. show you what I like. And you can do it in a sexy way. Oh, totally. And if you think about yeah. it in the same sense that like that's like. If you use teeth in a blowjob and a guy mm-hmm. wasn't into it, he would tell you. But as women, yeah. again, we don't really speak up or say anything. I also do think like the vagina, owning a vagina, it is a very different, like a penis. You feel more familiar if I'm assuming if you have a penis, you feel more familiar with it because you can see it all. Like you can really see every single angle. But there is an aspect of a vagina that you're like, I don't know. Like I can't go down on myself. Like I don't under, mm. I don't necessarily. So it can feel like your partner knows your body more than you do just based on like proximity. Like of, I mean, yes, grab a hand mirror and figure all of that stuff out. But it is a little harder to understand, but you are masturbating. And I think, yeah, just being vocal about what you're into in sex and what, and you can, even if it feels better for you to like, say like heads up, I'm like hella sensitive down there. Like, so like, don't take it personally. 
Yeah, I don't know if like a heads up might be good too, because then somebody might put in less work than they should be. True. I think it needs to be in the moment of what yeah. like you're doing. Like I don't hey or just like move his hand. Yeah. And I think it's a good practice in general, whether you're single or in a relationship, just to say I think it I think we put something it's easier to say what we like versus what we don't like. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing that for them. Like they're doing this for you. And I think as much as you might make it feel, it might feel awkward to you. Think about it. You're smashing the patriarchy. This every single time that you prioritize your pleasure and talk about your pleasure with your partner. And if whoever you're sleeping with is a dick about it, great. They don't deserve to fucking get anywhere near deserve. you. Nope. And move on. And if it feels awkward or uncomfortable, know that that's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's because like society and media has told you to like sit down, be quiet. You should just be happy. A guy's even touching mm-hmm. your vagina. Like right. With his hands or his mouth. Like, Like, ew, you nasty whore. Like, ugh. Yeah. But I also think this is a great um, empowering, like, journey and, like, I don't want to say test, but, like, for you to really practice this and, like, work Mm -hmm. on it. Because it is different to feel sexually empowered single and hooking up versus in a relationship and i've never done that like i've never i've never been that single like i never had that like oh i'm gonna tell you exactly what i want in this hookup kind of thing and i think that's yeah i feel like i missed out on that but i think it's a great place for you to be at and it's going to make your sex life so much better and even if it's like just mutual masturbation and all of that. But I think it's getting over the hump of the awkwardness and knowing the awkwardness isn't because you're creating an awkward situation. It's because you've been told that you should feel awkward, mm-hmm. which is obviously like it feels the same, <laughs> like actually feeling awkward and being in an awkward situation versus like being in a situation which you've been told is really awkward. It still feels awkward either way, but know that right. no like grown up feminist man is going to be like, I'm sorry, we're prioritizing your pleasure here. Like I was doing my DJ set. Like, let me live my life. Like no one's going to say that. Yeah. I can't. It just takes me back though to like the aggressive, like fucking finger banging from high school. It's, and you're just like, this isn't fun. I am not getting any pleasure. I'm so glad it's dark because my face is like. What is the point of this? But And the thing is, is like the guys think that they're like really doing something. Like they think they're doing something. And it's because we're not saying that they're not. And then they grow up to be 35 year old men who can't fuck. All of my guy friends who have like have, you know, been been deemed great in bed. They've all attributed it to the fact the first girl who ever told them that doesn't feel good. This is what you need to do differently. And they're like, oh, sick, amazing. And that's also empowering for them. And I think that's why it's a trope in, like, TV and movies when, like, this, like, 20-year-old guy's, like, hooking up with, uh, like, this 40-year-old yeah. woman. And they're always like, oh, she just knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And that's why, because the woman's telling them. And they exactly want they want wants. that, too. Like, that's, like, yeah. you want to be able to, like, please other women and like the people like your sexual yeah. partners like you want that that's like a great sort of thing mm-hmm. and it's also funny because like that makes me think of like sex in the city which is like the epitome of that um but then also something that i think is so funny in movies and tv shows which i was just thinking about because it was also in a tiktok 
is that there's always the one there's like one guy who's great at going down on girls as if there's only one and like oh he right. goes down on girls like oh my god he like he'll eat you out like it's amazing and i'm like oh my god why are we setting the bar so low like in the entire show of sex and city there was only one guy that they were all like oh my god it's amazing you have to like you have to hook up with him he's great he's such a giving lover and i'm like oh my god why are our standards so low right Ugh. yeah all right Okay, guys, don't blame them time. This is where you guys give your own advice. This is from episode uh, 19 of the season, season five with me and Megan, where the original caller, she um, didn't like going to her therapist because her therapist was was not attractive. So this is somebody calling with uh, some insight on that. Hi, um, I am calling in reference to season five episode 19 with the girl who was having a hard time dealing with her therapist because she was unattractive and the reason why I'm calling is because I was recently diagnosed with Asperger's last year and I had something similar it's more of a a sensory thing so for example I can't focus if someone smells funny to me whether it be cologne or actual body odor and it's not so much that I'm judging them for the way they smell it's just um, a sensory input that my brain can't quite process and while it's an explanation it's not an excuse I do agree that she should see a different therapist and to discuss this stuff Um, one of the things that I did at home that helped me in regards to being able to focus on somebody who's not my typical qualities of attractiveness, which doesn't have to do with wanting to sleep with them, but more along the lines of how aesthetically pleasing they are, sure. Um, but one of the things I did was limiting my social media because I was tailoring it to be only seeing pretty faces. And my brain wasn't getting used to faces that were filtered and tailored for Instagram. I actually had to go out, which I know is a little bit hard now for the whole coronavirus thing, but um, it doesn't help you to get over the sensory issue by tailoring it and making it be only people that you find aesthetically pleasing. So hopefully that helps. Thanks. Bye. That was so fucking insightful. That was was. just a light bulb in my head. Yeah, it was never something that I thought about. No, Asperger's is incredibly... The autism spectrum in general for women, it's it's so incredibly hard to diagnose because they didn't test it on women. I, I, mm-hmm. re- I recently very much got into all of this and like read all about this shit because a girl I follow on TikTok recently got... Or I don't follow... I don't follow her. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't follow anyone on TikTok. I don't know why you... I don't know how to follow people. Um, but she got diagnosed and she did a whole like series about it and how... It's not diagnosed in women till much later because the whole handbook written on how you diagnose it's only from like little boys, like little kids. And so that's why like th- like women display it, their symptoms so differently. And I forget masking is like the term like they they mask really well. And I think this is super interesting because obviously none of us, including this uh, caller no one's trying to diagnose her but I do right. think that this is a great insight that we definitely didn't I definitely didn't yeah. think of at all I didn't think of I didn't even know about this so um yeah thank you for this is why we have this segment is mm-hmm. because it opens our eyes to other perspectives that we didn't think of 
Yeah, because this I I knew the sensory thing, but I never un, I never knew like oh, I have to go, like, going out of your way to make sure you're not consuming the same sort of content and seeing the same sort of things because your brain's reacting to them differently and getting used to them and your brain responds to other things differently. So I think that's wildly interesting. And thank you so much for calling in with that insight. I am really hope the original caller listens to this and sees another therapist and maybe brings it up with them and talks about it again not diagnosing at all but it is an interesting uh and there also it might not be the only explanation like there might be other Mm -hmm. sort of things that go on that could have a similar reaction that that the this callback is saying that she experiences with her autism so i think asperger's did she say asperger's or autism i don't want to say the wrong one asperger's asperger's um so yeah i think this is wildly insightful and thank you so much wow i feel like i learned i mean i did learn something that's that is so interesting that is so wildly interesting and wow and also congratulations on getting a diagnosis from everything that i've read it's hard what she said though that it's not an excuse no and i think that's amazing because obviously i think about the same thing with like mental health depression and everything like that like everything that i'm going everything that's going on in my head can cause me to do some things that like maybe not be the greatest friend and all of that sort of stuff, but also nobody else can see that and nobody else can Mm -hmm. control that. Only I can. And sometimes I can't control it, but also it doesn't invalidate how it makes other people feel. It's just like a, it's a personal thing that you, you work through with the help of obviously other people. So I think, yeah, it's like your accountability for that's amazing, but I'm, yeah, I'm just, that was fantastic. Yeah. That was fucking fantastic. What a great, great way to end this one. Yeah. I love it. Uh, if you guys want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And if you liked this episode, please rate it on iTunes. We're also ad-free on Stitcher, videos on YouTube. You want to follow us on social? Do mm-hmm. it, please. Please, oh, Please. Follow, and make sure you follow our Don't Blame Me account too because we're, we're so close to 10,000. 10, and the reason why we want to get to 10,000, guys, is because once you get 10,000, you can do swipe up links. And that's all I fucking want <laughs> is to be able to do a swipe up link on the podcast Instagram. Um, my book comes out tomorrow. Please yeah. order it, get it. If you are international, all of the links that I've provided on all my socials are U.S. links. I do think I have like an Australian link and a can, like a can, uh, can, 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 Canadian link uh, in my Instagram book highlight. But you can just Google Megan Ranks. You're not special and your country and you should be able to find it there. And if you're having trouble that way, you can always get digital or audio version are literally available everywhere. So please go get it. I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Holy shit. It's fucking crazy. Don't like physically go because you can't. But like. No. Like mentally go. And if you don't like it, don't tell me. Like I just don't. I don't want you to tell me. But I'm going to (laughs) say as one of the first readers of the book. I think you are the first reader of someone I know. And the first. And the first listener. I am. You can say that I'm the first listener of the book. That. It is excellent, and I'm very proud of Megan. <sighs> Thanks. I'm scared shitless. Well, yeah, guys, out there. I did. I did. I sometimes I wonder if it's too much, <laughs> but it's 
it's happening. It's I don't fine. Think so. Also, I will I say compared to this show, I don't think it's too much. No, I don't think I so. Think we've said a lot of things on this show that I'm the most. I will say though, as much as I was nervous for the book coming out during quarantine, I do feel a little more protected that like no one who's in the book can necessarily show up. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. I don't have to. I'm not going on I a mean, book tour. Could. No, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm not. Tour. The book tour was yeah, giving me that so. Was, that was one thing that you were very anxious about. Oh, I did. I was like, there's no way. I was convinced I was yeah. going to have to cancel and I wasn't going to be able to do it. So it is nice that I'm like, okay, I'm in the safety of my own home. <laughs> Whatever yeah. happens, happens. But like, I'm not like, I don't know, I'm not venturing out. Um, but that's it, guys. And um, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.